This isn't your typical podcast for working moms. This is Bad Moms in Business, a podcast that believes that empowered women empower women. Here are your hosts, Bridget Robertson, Amanda Sharp, and Danielle Monahan. Hello, and welcome back to Bad Moms in Business, the podcast. Um, today, we are talking about something that... Um, I think Danielle, you're really like <laughs> in the thick of it, right? Oh, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that is big feelings, whether you're an adult or a child, we all have big feelings. We all have to learn to process them. And Danielle, I think you're doing like just a spectacular job of helping your little kids become kids who <clears throat> in elementary and middle and high school and will grow to be adults that can handle those feelings. Thank you. It does not feel like that in my day to day. Big feelings are, uh, you know, kids have them. We have them. Everybody has them. I, I feel like for me personally, wasn't necessarily taught, sorry, mom, um, how to <laughs> cope with crazy big feelings. And I feel a lot. I'm a big feeler and I hate feelings. I absolutely hate them, but I do. I'm a big feeler. I call myself an empath quite often because I just tend to feel what other people around me are feeling. And so it's really been important for me to teach Watson and now, you know, eventually teaching Jet how to cope with those feelings. Um, And I'm kind of learning right alongside of him. Yeah. Isn't it kind of amazing, though, that we can learn life skills right along with our small children? Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. I was just going to say like, what an amazing opportunity to fine tune ourselves. So I love that you're willing to learn alongside because I think that was very generational for us that we were not taught to how to work through our feelings. We were just like, shut up. (laughs) Well, and there's probably people, you know, our parents age, let's be honest hearing us say like, oh, big feelings. And you know, they're going, oh, they're rolling their eyes. Yes. 100%. (laughs) The, the like boomers or, you know, maybe like older Gen X, they are hardcore rolling their eyes at this right now. They probably did not even click on this video. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure that's true. But for us, I mean, I feel So big feelings, if let's break down a big feeling and the difference of, all right, I had a big feeling as a younger person and I just had to cope internally with that big feeling. What did that do for me? It, for me personally, it, it kind of shuts you off. So I'm really mad right now. Well, everybody's mad. Get over it. But in the get over it part was spoken to all of us. Yep. Our whole generation. Yes. But what does get over it look like? Uh, it, for me, it means hold on to it until it eats your soul. Yes. From the and then you erupt. Right. Yes. So we had no way to actually work through how to get to the true finish line of get over it. We were 100%. Told to get over it. And that meant, okay, we internalize it for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. It's. It's grudge holding. And for me personally, this sounds so terrible, but I'm going to say it anyways. I was told, don't get sad, get mad my whole life. Okay. So still to this day, I, 
rarely get sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm an emotional basket case since having kids and stuff, but like, but I rarely get sad. I get mad. So like, even when something should make me sad, it, my first gut instinct is to make me mad. Which is not a productive feeling. Like no. it's, a, it's a valid feeling, but it's not a mm-hmm. productive. You get stuck. Work- yes. Yes. Because I can't even see straight to figure out how to get to the other side to come to the solution. I just, I'm seeing red. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So when we're saying work through our big feelings, it's not that we're, we want to dwell on them from the rest of our life. I think we're being more productive now by working through our feelings mm-hmm. or quickly getting to the finish line that actually is a viable finish line instead of having to suffer for forever. Yep. And to be honest, last week we talked about how Danielle and I are complainers. Yeah. Um, so and bad. honestly, I think a lot of our complaining comes from the fact that we were never allowed to do that before. Right. Like oh, that's such an interesting Ooh. point. Ooh, you said a mouthful there. Yeah. <laughs> if I had something to complain about, it was just like, there's starving people in China. Your problems are nothing. Quit it. Oh, and I, I'm again, I'm paraphrasing. I, my parents didn't exactly say that, but it, there was never no offense, mom. I love you. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just parents. I want to, I want to specify it wasn't just parents. It was, it was teachers and yes, it was anybody who, it was just the society in in that moment. That's just how it was. I want to tell you a story, a real quick one. My parents got divorced when I was in high school. Fine. The, the terms around their divorce, um, let's just say it was my dad's fault. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. I'm sure my mom doesn't want me airing her dirty laundry all over, uh, whatever this is, um, all all social channels, (laughs) all social channels. And my dad's no longer with us. So whatever. Um, I don't mean it like that. I know know. (laughs) we'll know know what you mean. Yes. (laughs) Um, and I can remember having a really hard time with certain aspects of their divorce. And I, I don't remember vocalizing it in school, but I must have, like, I must have been either outwardly voicing it or just somehow one of my teachers picked up on it. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) And I can remember one of my favorite, favorite teachers. And if you went to high school with me, you probably know who he is. Um, He, I just loved him so much, but one, he called me to his desk and he said, the things that your dad did, you need to just get over it because it's gonna, uh, you're letting it affect you in a negative way. Get over it. Move on. Oof. And I was like, oh, is it just that easy? Is that just what you're supposed to do is just get over it and move on? How do you do that? You can't. You and, can't. And I can't speak for him, but that's probably coming from a person who didn't get raised and have to navigate a divorce. I have no um, idea. I don't either, but most likely. How many times do people say something that they've never actually had to encounter and endure? 100%. And there's, I think when we... We don't use the word grieve enough Mm -mm. because grieve is not just death. I have grieved harder about a a broken friendship more than Mm -hmm. I have about sometimes people dying Mm -hmm. that I'm very close to because friendship is something that still could be death is just Mm -hmm. so permanent. Right. And so I feel like so much of our disappointments and our anger, it's us grieving something 
you know, and if we can properly, there's steps for grieving. So why are there not steps to getting over it? So good one. It is. So from here, so we all know that like our generation didn't have the tools Mm -hmm. to navigate this kind of stuff because our parents didn't have the tools because their parents didn't have the tools and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. So now as people who want to break that cycle, Danielle, do you have any tips Mm -hmm. on how we can navigate that with our kids? So I will say that I am not an expert. Sure, (laughs) I've just done a lot of reading and trying to do some research and stuff, trying to get there. Um, The biggest thing is validating feelings because there are no bad feelings. All feelings are 100% valid for whatever reason. Two is calming down, taking deep breaths. So then we can move on to the third step, which is communication. Let's talk about it. Why are you feeling like that? What can we do to resolve that? How can we come to a solution? And it's funny. So Watson is three for anybody that knows he's my three-year-old. And we've been working on this since the beginning of time with him. And the other day, it clicked. And I was like, this is actually working. I can't believe it. <laughs> and I mean, it's taken almost three years, but it's, it's actually working where he's having a meltdown. He's three. He has meltdowns all the time right now. It's, I want the blue plate. You give him the blue plate. I want the red one, you know, just things <laughs> like that. But he was having a meltdown. I was letting him calm down. I handed out, I I put my hand out so I could take the item from him that he was losing his crap about. And he ended up giving me his hand instead and went. Oh, and started taking deep breaths instead when that's not even what I was trying to to do in that moment. And I was like, oh, okay, he's getting it. And now like, as he's coming down from the meltdown and the tears and stuff, he'll be like, okay, I'm ready to talk about it. I want to talk about it. And it's, I don't know. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a little bit harder on me. Um, old dog, new tricks, that whole thing, but I'm, I'm working on it, but that's how we approach it is the, the three-step approach. I understand you're feeling sad. I understand you're feeling sad because of X, Y, and Z. Let's calm down. Let's take some deep breaths so we can discuss it. I think that's awesome. Because let me tell you, <clears throat> when my three-year-old had a meltdown about what color plate he wanted to be like, you asked for the red one, you got the red one, sit down and eat. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes that conversation does happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, again, like the red plate uh, when you're three is going to morph into Mm -hmm. more serious things as you get older. So as a parent, we can't handle the red plate conversation. How are we going to be equipped to handle the tough stuff, the real Mm -hmm. stuff? So, and I, and I, for the, a big reason that I'm doing this is because I so desperately want to have such a close relationship with my boys as they age. Yeah. And I want them to know that like, they can talk to me about anything. And I will validate your feelings regardless of what it is that there are going to be some tough stuff. I know that comes up. There's going to be some heartbreaking stuff. There's probably going to be some stuff that I don't want to know about and that I don't want to hear, but I still want to be that safe place for them to go to. I agree because I feel like as we were growing up and we were just told to deal with it or you just stop bringing things up then too. Yeah. You sort of shut down. You just keep things secret and secrets, not the right word because secrets are like secrets, but you just Mm -hmm. keep those feelings or those 
issues to yourself. And mm-hmm. to your point, if you can have that open relationship, because what is it about the blue plate that you no longer want? And I know that we're using something so superficial yeah. as an example, but what happened from then to now that's causing this blue plate to now be mm-hmm. the, an issue. And if we can figure that out, I mean, Owen was a very, Owen and Watson are very similar in many, many, many ways. Mm-hmm. I think our parenting approach, as many people know, is very similar. And, yep. and Bridget's is definitely in a different lane, which is not, not wrong at no. all. I want to go into that, but it was very fun because they don't know. I think, you know, think of their little brain wires, just starting to connect more and more mm-hmm. and more. They don't even know why they're having an issue with the blue plate. Nope. Half the time. Nope. Not at all. You no. Know? And so if it's a strictly that they have no clue why they're doing what they're doing, I don't mind like offering a red plate. Yeah, more I mean, if it, 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 you know, it depends on my mood and how tapped out I'm at, like, am I maxed out myself? But like, yeah, I mean, it, I always try to think of the, the phrase, like, am I willing to die on this hill? Like, is this the stand mm-hmm. that I need to take? Is this really what I care about? Another thing that I'm working on, this is kind of just not really necessarily about big feelings, but just like parenting in general is like, um, asking him to do certain things, but like, if I don't really care, you know, so if I'm like, Hey, pick up that toy right there. But like, if ultimately that one toy is in a sea of toys, like, does it really matter if he picks up that one toy? And so when he throws a fit about that one toy and then I'm telling him, Oh, it's fine. Just whatever. Like I'm, I'm done fighting about it. Now he's starting to realize, okay, all I have to do is fight back a little bit and now I don't have to do it. So I'm trying to really be mindful of the things that I'm even asking him to do, because if I end up ultimately not caring and I cave, he realizes that there are ways that I will cave. <laughs> he, yeah. will, he will find my weak spots. <laughs> They're good at that, aren't they? <laughs> oh my God. I think that Master manipulators, my- they are. Uh, for sure. Psychological that warfare. Always, that was always my fear too. Like, okay, if going back to the plates, if he asked for the red plate, and I gave him the red plate and then he wanted the blue plate. And then I said, okay, well, you can have the blue plate. And then he said, no, I actually want the yellow plate. And then I gave him the yellow, like mm-hmm. at what point am I the parent and you, sir, are the child. So, <laughs> right. like, it's true. It is such a fine line. And um, it is hard when, when, okay, whatever. Yep. That is like the beginning of the end. Okay. When it's. <clears throat> And I'm Go just going to, I'm going to hit back a little on that. Go ahead. Okay. Because when say you have a child who is on and forgive me if I use any of the language I'm about to use incorrectly, I do not mean to offend anyone or anything like that. If you have a child who's on the spectrum, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're a lot of times very into routine, the same, because that is very helpful to them. So nice. I always put it in the category. I would have done any type of altering to make that world of that child be fine. Right. So why Mm -hmm. would I not try to accommodate another child with those same luxuries? And I promise that plate cycle stops because it's no longer fun. Yeah. It might last a while, but it stops. And so just for the people I didn't have, I shouldn't even say the energy, but to Danielle's quote, 
I'm, I was not going to die on the cross of arguing over plates. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the yellow one. Here's the purple. Here's the whatever. Cause everyone has favorite something. I have a favorite fork. I have one fork that I like to use. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> right. That's like so interesting. I have a favorite. I have favorites of everything. So I have really interesting. a favorite style of cup that I like to drink out of. Yes, so if a, if a mug comes out of the dishwasher, that's now clean. And I had one that was inferior. Mama switch into the cup she likes. Sure. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, okay, I'm still doing this as adults. I don't mind allowing that same luxury for my child. And we all parent differently. Right. But yeah, I think it's a give and take and it's your relationship with your kid and stuff for me, for example. So if, if Watson was like, I want the red plate, give him the red plate. He has mouth on. I wanted the blue plate. I give him the blue plate. But I think in that moment I would be like, this is your last chance. Yeah. (laughs) Is it really the blue plate? Because I will not be switching after this yep. blue plate. Okay, cool. Done. <laughs> I'm like, yep. the more Team dishes, did. the merry. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, we're not playing this go back and forth. Like, this is not a fun, fun game on mom. <laughs> you, <laughs> so hear you, get, you get two chances. <laughs> you hear three different versions of how this can work out. Oh, yeah. Oh, honey, you can change your plates to whatever your heart desires. Mm-hmm. Danielle's like, you got a couple options and then we're done. And then Bridget's yep. like, no, you said blue. We're having blue. <laughs> yeah. If you want the red plate, choose it for lunch. <laughs> that's a good, yeah. I feel like that's a good compromise too. You can have that yeah, plate like, for lunch. It's, that works. I'd be I'm washing. such a jerk. And again, we're talking about toddlers who sometimes you can't reason with. Yes. So, hmm. but if we're talking about my nine-year-old, for example, ah, who go get your plate. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and I am Earth. <laughs> I'm not a monster. Jace last year, I don't know how it'll go this year. Jace last year only wanted to wear skinny jeans. Um oh, I remember that. I remember. I remember. <laughs> and I would lay his clothes out the night before and he would come down and he said he would say, these are puffy pants. These are not puffy skinny pants. jeans. That's right. I don't want to wear these. Guess what? That is a hill I'm going to die or not going to die on because if I'm sending a screaming, crying child out to the bus because he hates the jeans he's wearing, mm-hmm. I- I'm not going to do that. I'm not going right. to ruin your whole day over a pair of pants. Yep. So I'm sorry. I thought they were skinny jeans because I thought that's all we had left in this house. <laughs> <laughs> So stuff like that, I'm I'm willing sure. to, of course, like negotiate negotiate on, mm-hmm. but some of this stuff, I'm like, no, sir. <laughs> but you know, to one kid, the skinny jeans is the same feeling as that red plate, that blue plate. Bridget's like, <laughs> <laughs> right? For those like- of you that can't see, Bridget's just staring and blinking. <laughs> aggressively blinking but I mean how can we decide what is more important to somebody than others right like so yeah but I think you also learn your your child and you know when they're just being manipulative and when they're truly fair fair oh I know when Watson's in a mood and he's just doing something just to be spiteful and yes he is three years old and he does things just to be spiteful absolutely absolutely he does and the last thing I'll say and then I'm gonna shut up is I think we expect perfection from our children when we are not perfection ourselves. So that's like throwing stones at glass houses. So if I'm allowed and permitted to have bad days, mm-hmm. so help me God, so is Owen. 
And yep, so sure. is Marcus. 100%. If I have a favorite fork, I expect them to have a favorite. Something. <laughs> so I, I have developed a lot of tolerance probably because I have a ton of flaws that I want accepted. So I accept what I see as flaws in others. Mm-hmm. That's well, all I got to say. Perfect. So if my nope. kids fall in line, that would be great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amanda, nope. <laughs> uh, I said I'd anyway. shut up, so you guys finish up. <laughs> this is why I love us, though. Like we're just so different. We are. We are. <laughs> but, anyways, I think that was a. I think that was a good topic to talk about. Yeah, I appreciate perfect, it. But I appreciate it because I think, like I said we can tend to learn right alongside of our children when we, mm-hmm. you know, better, you do better. And when yep. you learn something new and can implement it to make everybody happier, then yeah, of course. Like I don't want my kids to be miserable, mm-hmm. but also eat off the stupid red plate. There you go. Um, I know I said I'd shut up, but I have one more thing to say. Okay. The only thing I don't want to learn is eighth grade math, ninth grade, ninth grade math alongside my child. Yeah. Agreed. I don't want to learn fifth grade math. So uh, that probably went without saying like having to be said, but Danielle can't do this. No, I can't. I'm such a nerd. Like I'm so excited for him to start school so I can sit there. I know it's so dumb, but I would rather. So we've talked before about like playing and not playing and all of that. Like bring on the schoolwork. Let's do this. I want to learn. I want to read. I want to Let's do math problems together. Like that's my love language. Let's do this. Ew. All right. We got to end this. Cause I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, we will be here with that teased episode multiple. No, did we tease an episode this time? We didn't. We did no. not. No. I'm totally making it up. So uh, we will just see you next week with another exciting episode of the bad moms and business podcast. We hope you have a great week. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye guys.